Captain's log, stardate 03062022. Wait, you did that last night? I did. <laughs> I I nearly did my Sunday routine on Saturday, and then I explained how I do my Sunday routine on Saturday. And so, I, you know, if you tuned in last night, this might all sound familiar to you. And I actually did a call out to you, and you obviously listened to the show. I did. Uh, last night's show. Part of it, show. at least. At least. Yeah, well, at least that part, anyway. Uh, but uh, you hurriedly, before the show just began, uh, made me click on a thing. Made me. Uh, got me to I suggested click you click on the piece of show prep that I bought that didn't generate a preview. Because although you've already named the show. You want to talk turkey. This was an important question that needs to be asked. And and I don't mean turkey the country. No. <laughs> I mean turkey. Gobble the gobble. <laughs> gobble gobble. <laughs> uh, we don't have to leave with that. I didn't I didn't suggest uh, it. I mean hey, well, it's open okay. so it's, open. it's in front of me. You got me to do it hurriedly, so it must be super <laughs> oh, <my> important. Goodness. <laughs> this is gonna be such a letdown all of a sudden. <laughs> a California mail carrier allegedly beat a turkey to death. This is the important question. Was it self-defense? Can I? Okay. I, I, I feel like I need to interject here because my mother delivers mail and she has almost had it out with turkeys before. Okay. You know, especially. Had it out? Yeah. Like, like physical. I'm going to put you in my oven, turkey. Like, Man well, versus turkey. She's a vegetarian, but physical Uh-oh. altercation for self-defense. Is that just calling like so, one of the customers a jive turkey? No. no? Real, real? real live turkeys. Okay. So... Not real jive turkeys, real live turkeys. Okay. So I, I almost it, hit a, a wild turkey on the freeway because it was like casually crossing the yeah. on-ramp. They don't care. They don't care. It looked at me like, you're going to stop because I'm not going to get hit. I just want to give a shout out to all of the drunken people who bring a bottle of wild turkey to Thanksgiving every year. Nice. Just yeah. a shout out. So what was uh, this? So, so, so this is believable all of a sudden. <laughs> So they were they were crossing the road, right? So my mom's like, wait, trying, why did the turkey cross the road? Because it was because it, it was it. it was stapled to the chicken. Ooh. Oh, no, oh, okay, go ahead. So the it's like a family of turkeys crossing the road. So she's like, I'm gonna get out and ask them kindly, can you please get out of the road? You were in the car, this like your mother. No, told this you? is oh, okay. this is the story she told me. Okay, so they had babies with them, which. Kind of, you know, don't approach women with children, you know, like female animals with right, children, yeah. like you'll get mauled. I would the never mama bear syndrome, right? Yeah. Oh. yeah, the mama bear thing. Yeah. So, so she got out of her mail truck to try to ask the turkeys to get out of the way. And uh, they, <laughs> this seems, this seems they like your mom her. is antagonizing things already. This <laughs> they could not, she would not get self defense on this. And, and how yeah. does that go, yeah. actually? Like, excuse me, Mr. Turkey, would you mind getting out of the way? <laughs> or Mrs. So I can, Turkey. I think, or, yeah, Mrs. Turkey. I think that's literally what she was trying to do, which doesn't. She learned her lesson. Wait, wait, wait. So. I know nothing about turkeys, obviously, other than like how to carve one and, you know, roast one. Yeah. But, um, turducken. With, when it comes to chickens, there's chickens and then roosters. What is it with turkeys? Is there, I think, is the, there a turkey rooster? I don't think so. I think the females, it, if there's babies with them, yeah. I think the females are the aggressive ones. Because cl- classically, like with chickens, the roosters are always aggressive. Doesn't matter. It's their job to right. protect the roost. Right. So they're just always aggressive. They'll attack you that's for no reason. Yeah. Well, and that's where yeah, the phrase, exactly. that's where the phrase uh, cock of the walk right. originates from yeah. as well. So I'm not... 
too sure about but turkeys. Is there, but is there a turkey version of a rooster? I'm sure there has to be. We have baby are, turkeys. Are, are all turkeys Yeah, there's female? a male turkey. Yeah. <laughs> I know nothing. I could probably easily search this online, but I'm here doing a radio show. But they so. don't cock-a-doodle do in the morning, no. <laughs> as far as we know. As far as we know. So did, how did this fight go down? She had she, to flee back into her mail truck. Back, she got she chased, chased back to the mail by truck. the turkey. <laughs> and I, it's, it's so funny. I'm only imagining now my mother just innocently walking up to the turkeys, trying to was, kindly ask them to get out of the road so she doesn't have to run them over, and getting chased back into her, her mail truck. Your I, Honor, I was being very polite. I was just asking them kindly. This is totally an act of self-defense. I, I assume mom was unarmed. Because I just had this vision in my head of of this poor little turkey family losing their, you know, matriarch or patriarch because your mom was armed and, you know, decided to fire in self-defense upon the turkey who's, you know, chasing. Even if she was armed, she probably wouldn't. She's very, a huge animal rights person, so. Okay, all right. She'd probably just take it if they attacked her, honestly. Mail carrier jumps out of the mail truck and, like, talks the shotgun. Did, Did you guys know that it is customary for when doing a like a talk radio show for us to mention the name of the show and also uh, who the participants are in the show. We just jump right in. Shouldn't they already know though? I mean, come on. If you've been listening for any length of time, yes. We seem to do this more on Sundays than any other day here. I'm on sorry. Free Talk Live. There, I got it out. Free Talk Live is the show that you're listening to. Well, we had a producer in your ear telling you, you got to say this, Captain. <laughs> yeah. He's busy. <laughs> we have several producers, um, and sometimes they'll send me a message or whatever when they think, you know, hey, uh, this or that or the other, or, you know, so. so Marketing and, so. and branding, it's very important. Yes. Say the name of the show at least three times a segment. So I think I covered that. It is Free Talk Live. Uh, who the heck are you? I'm Nikki. And I'm Richie Rich. Okay, and I am the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass. And this is Sunday service. It is. Church is in session. All right. No, you don't have to rise. No, Just please don't. I'm comfy. Keep laying down or sitting on your on your ass, whatever it is you're doing. You're duff. Yeah. Sitting on your oh. duff. For those of you playing the home game, is there a free talk live home game? There will be now. It's a you can do a drinking game out of free talk it's live. It's a card game you can play at dinner with your friends. There are there are drinking game rules that you can do. Whenever I say, you know, Ooh. you can drink. Uh, and if you choose to play this game, you are going to get drunk. Okay? <laughs> you know? Um, you know? So yeah. I probably shouldn't play this game while I'm on the air? Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay. Yeah, Heard. Yeah. Uh, wait until... You know, After, you're okay. listening to yeah, the show. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If you're like, oh, I remember that one episode. I should listen to that. And then, oh, I'll play a drinking game. Uh, for those of you who listen on other nights when it's not the Sunday crew, um, when Ian is on, you can drink whenever he says the word ostensibly. <laughs> it's, it's one of his favorites. Um, and there was, well, I guess Mark doesn't do the show very often, so we, yeah, we won't mention that. Mark had a breathing problem at one point. Like callers, yeah, callers complained about his inhale. Like, you breathe so loud into the microphone, Mark. Can you stop that? Mark's like, I need to breathe, people. Like This this is just how I breathe. You got to do the singer breathe, you know, where you get away from the mic. and 
and then come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called uh, mic technique, is what it's called. It's when you're way, you're way far about it, and then you get much closer to the microphone, and had, that's what happens. I had a friend. We did door to door sales, and he was a former Jehovah's Witness, so he was really good at it. Did you ever do door to door door sales? No, Me home neither. security. But I swear he could continue to talk and inhale while he was talking. So customers could never say anything while he was doing his spiel Ooh. because there was never a pause for them to interject anything. He sounds like a delight. Uh, I did do, <laughs> this came up uh, at dinner earlier, I, I did do some telemarketing in my youth. And uh, I am old, so uh, one of the first telemarketing jobs I ever had was boiler room style. And that means something to some people. What it means is that you can actually smoke indoors at your desk. Wow. And everybody there was like, cool. you had to be a smoker to get hired at this place because everybody was smoking. The, you walked into the place and it immediately, you needed to like cut through the fog to see the your way down the aisles and all that kind of stuff. So, um, Oh, you know what else we should do? We should tell people that this is a call-in talk radio program where you can bring up whatever you want at 603-283-6160. That's the telephone number. Uh, for those of you who do want to play the home game, call in, talk about whatever we're talking about. Uh, so what happened with the turkey? She ran back to the car, and then what? And then I think they probably eventually left. Okay. Turkey but. gave him a nod. But sometimes, my way. sometimes they will. They'll just stand in the middle of the road. You'll be honking your horn. They'll just look at you like, what are you going to do? Run me over? I might. Yeah. 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 Have you ever been accosted by a turkey? 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. It's the Sunday Night Edition. Yes, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. It is... Free Talk Live. We're a live call-in radio talk program where you can bring up whatever you want. Any subject. There's very few rules here. No cussing. No bad words. None of the George Carlin stuff. Especially if you're like related to one of the hosts and want to correct what just happened on air in the first segment. <laughs> and also... Shout out to Mrs. Sunshine. It, yes, and also I just love talking about your mom in general <laughs> not your mom specifically but well, that doesn't the, make me feel very special the proverbial your mom usually i do it in a joking fashion like somebody will say a couple of words and i'll say like your mom yeah and uh, laughter will ensue or fight i'm gonna tell them. my mom that you're talking about other moms <laughs> and she's not gonna be very happy well then your mom is much like all the other moms just in that respect well there you go. Checkmate. All right. Uh, I was looking over, I just happened to look over at the chat window. I can't respond to any of these, but I can read them occasionally. Uh, Putin wins Nobel Peace Prize for single-handedly ending the COVID crisis. Seeing that one. <laughs> uh, somebody says gobblers, and somebody says, oh, 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 every time you hear the word crypto, take a drink. We were talking about potential drinking is yes. That's yeah. If you hear anything related to you know, if you hear Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, cash, B, any of the abbreviations BCH, BTC, ETA, you know, all that stuff. Monero. If you hear Monero, you know, uh, if you hear 
anything that resembles uh, taxation is theft, right? I think you should do a shot rather than just take a swig, right? Taxation is it's theft. a long list. You know? Um, yeah. The only you way to listen to the show is drunk. Yeah, you should just continuously drink the entire time. Don't even worry about what we're talking about. <laughs> I was, speaking of mom stories, I have a dad story. This is uh, my, my friend's dad. Uh, we were early 20s, so... Uh, his dad was cool enough that uh, he was like, hey, if you boys are going to drink, we went to like a concert or something. He's like, if y'all are going to drink after the concert, you know, I prefer you drink here. You know, you get as drunk as you want, plenty of room, y'all can stay the night, whatever. Right. And so we're doing just that and we're out on the back porch playing drinking games. And so dad shows up after, you know, some time. And he's like, oh, what are you doing? Playing drinking games? We're like, yeah. And like, well, how does it work? And we teach him how it works. And he goes, so how do you know how many drinks to give away? It's like, well, whoever wins the hand gets to give away as many drinks as there are players in any way they see fit. And he's like, oh, okay, I get it. And he wins the first hand that he plays, right? And he goes, uh, so there's what, seven of us, so that's seven drinks, and I can give them away any way I see fit? We're like, yeah, that's right. And he's like, well, I give them all to me. I win. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> he chugs his beer and walks away. He's like, well, it's a drinking game, right? The point is to drink and get drunk. I just won twice. Nice. So, yeah. This is Free Talk Live. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160. And let's go to your calls and thoughts. Let's start with Padrag in New Mexico. Padrag, you're on Free Talk Live. Can you hear me okay? I can. What's in your mind? Uh, People drink to escape reality because reality kind of is like, Real weird. I made up a saying about uh, that. Uh, drugs are for people who can't handle reality, but reality is for people who can't handle drugs. Uh, I escape so into video games. That's kind of like my thing. Uh, that's number one. Number two is I'd like your listeners to put the money where their mouth is. Okay. I have a passport, and I'd like to go fight with the Ukrainians. If somebody gets me a plane ticket next Saturday... Uh, I'll be at the Albuquerque International Airport. I'll pick it up at the reservation desk and fly over to the Ukraine. Well, wait a minute. Why wait a minute. do you want to fight with the Ukrainians? Well, why should anybody else pay for it? If it's something you want to do, shouldn't you pay for it? Oh, I'm broke. The government uh, gets all my money. Oh. I mean, they he's, he's basically a mercenary, and if you want to fight with the Ukrainians, you want to pay someone else to do it for you. If like, you're, your guy. Yeah, if you're streaming us in the Ukraine right now and you're looking for a mercenary, please look up Padraig in New Mexico. And uh, you guys... I'm just asking for a plane ticket. I'm not fighting for anything except freedom. I just need a plane ticket to get there. I'm wondering if fighting for Ukraine against Russia would do anything for freedom. Start I'd... local, man. Yeah, I'm not sure if that would get us closer well, to freedom. I have more, more of a question about, like, obviously an airplane, you know, will get you there faster. But what if somebody couldn't afford, hang on, Padre, what if somebody couldn't afford the plane ticket, but they could get you on a boat? Would you take a boat? But it's going to be over by then. Probably it not. It would take a long time. I've been in the Navy. It takes a couple of days to get there. Yep, Probably yep. about 20. A couple of days, that's not too bad. 13 hours. Boat's going to get you there in three days. Yeah, or longer. Yeah, so maybe the fighting won't be over yeah. then. Yeah, you have at least like 15 right. years. Right? Well, there you go. Uh, Padrag needs a plane ticket to go fight in the Ukraine. Thanks for the call, Padrag. We appreciate it. Uh, let's move right along. Let's go to Bear in New Hampshire. Bear, you're on Free Talk Live. Yo, hey, anybody hear me? Yep. yep. You hear me okay? Loud and clear. Right, you are great. on air. 
All right, excellent. Well, I wanted to talk to the American people about this thing called theft, that is taxation is theft. Well, I just want to clarify that and say it's actually not theft. It's theft by consent. And the reason that you consented to your uh, federal income tax taxation is because you don't understand, or most people in America don't understand, that the federal income tax is three words, federal income tax. And it means one of two things. It's either the federal power to tax your income, or it is the, po- it is the tax on your federal income. So let me, let me put that to you pretty simply as far as uh, an analogy. Let's say I said I'm a short bus driver. Does that make me a short driver of a bus? Or does that make me the driver of a short bus? I would and guess would drive of a short bus on that one. Well, it exactly. could also mean something um, Both. like... Both. It could also mean something like... Uh, it could be a euphemism for like, you know, somebody who's not too bright. That guy's a real short euphemisms, bus driver. Euphemisms, oh, right. euphemisms aside, those are the riders of the short bus. But you still have to figure out what which is short. Is it the bus or is it the uh, driver? Yep. And so going back to the federal income tax, I want you to... Everybody go look at their 1040 instruction form and look for the words federal income tax. And you all see that the word federal, when not at the beginning of a sentence, is a non-capitalized word, which makes the word federal an adjective. And an adjective does not describe the word after the word it's supposed to, that follows. It describes the word that follows, which mm-hmm. means federal income tax means the tax. On federal income. In other words, if you're not making federal income, let's say as an officer, an employee, or an elected official of the United States, as in 26 United States Code, Section 3401, then you're not subject to that tax at all. But they'll put you in a cage if you don't pay it. Yeah, so I'm going to back up for just a minute there, Bear, because you said something something about um, the, that, that people have consented to this, yes, and, and I want to know where the consent is. Okay, let, let me tell you where the consent is. The consent is in your failure to object. Let's say you receive a W-2 form, okay? Have you have you looked at the authorizing statute? Hey, Bear, I want to talk more about this. Can you hang on? I uh, sure can. All right, stand by. 603-283-6160 is the telephone number here. When did you consent to taxation. We'll talk more about that coming up on Free Talk Live. It's the Sunday night edition. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Yeah! 
Yes, shama on. Shama and listen to Free Talk Live. I don't know why I say right there into a southern accent. Suddenly, Just get the name of the show after there, after getting all shama on. Shama would be like an R and B, like like Michael on. Jackson. Yeah, right. I can't. My voice doesn't go that high, even if I'm kicked in that special place. This is Free Talk Live, the telephone number 603-283-6160. And uh, we'll get back to Bear and his topic of, well, we were ta- he was talking about taxation being theft, but then he said something about it that, that we've given consent. And, well, I kind of disagree with that, but I want to hear his explanation. We'll get back to that in just a second. But in the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Rich Rich. And I want to tell you that Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there right now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse to ignore this important, world-changing information. If you are a knowledgeable crypto user already, you can check out news.bitcoin.com and get the latest headlines of all the news relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news. On a very slick and very easy-to-use website, please visit Bitcoin.com. All right. Let's uh, let's go back to Bear, who was telling Yo. us that... Uh, to, yeah, you're back on the air. Uh, you've been telling us oh. that taxation is theft, but you mentioned something about that that we all consented somehow by <laughs> by by not doing anything how can you consent right. to something negatively well that's a legal idea called tacit proclamation and that is if you fail to object then you consent For well example, okay i get that that's a legal thing but that doesn't make any sense well, in like is, the logical word well okay it doesn't have to but it's, if i could i feel like that works in debates too like if you're having a debate and you raise a point, and the opposition yeah. doesn't object to that point or counter it, like, you score on that one in my world. Yep. So, can only so let's see. Right, so, so if somebody uh, wants to uh, drop a bomb, unbeknownst to me, on, you know, my town or village that I live in, and uh, I don't object because I don't know about it, how have I consented? Well, first of all, you didn't object, but you didn't. You were not also given notice. And if you were in court, you would have to be given notice first. That is the first uh, idea of due process. All right. So then, notice when did I get notice of when did you I got, get notice okay. of the federal income tax? You got notice when you received your W two or your ten ninety nine. And let me explain this to you. Have you read the authorizing statute for the W two or the ten ninety nine? No. And why should I? You have because if you don't read it, then you're. Uh, then you're not able to object to the contract which they are establishing with you. Uh, There is no contract if I didn't read it and sign it. Well, you didn't read it, but they put it forth to you against your Social Security number, and therefore, in their mind, and I'm not saying it's right, but in their mind, you've consented. Okay, so it's like giving right, notice in no, a paper no, I, of record. I, right, I get what so, you're saying, like from a legal perspective. Yeah. I get that. Okay, so go ahead, so, continue. So what you need to do, what you need to do is to object okay so so you need to object let me let me let me just go back one second remember the declaration of independence i'm sorry you mean the the declaration of independence yeah the declaration of independence says governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers 
from the consent of the governed. And that word consent is the rule of our lawful government. So when they give you a 1099, it is presumed, or a W-2 for that matter, if you read the side of it, if you read the, read the side of it, it'll say this tax information is furnished to the IRS. And then if you are subject to the tax and you don't pay the tax thereon, then you will be subject to penalties. And right, yeah. If you don't pay the king, the king's so, going to so send big, armed guys, right? I get you. But, it, but that establishes only a presumption that that applies to you. It doesn't say you are that it applies to you. It says if it applies to you. Now those are black and white words on paper that they sent to you. Okay, just look at look at your W two and it says if. If you don't see that word if, well, then you're missing a big thing. So bear my my problem here is that uh, I don't recognize their authority over me. You you recognize their authority by failing to object. No, I I think, you know, I've been doing this on air here for, I don't know, going on three years or so, and longer before that I had a podcast. I have been objecting uh, for as long as I knew that, uh, you know, w- once it came okay. to my mind but, that taxation is extortion, which is a more accurate way to say it, uh, I have been okay. objecting. Well, you've been objecting, but not on the record. It requires a proper record. And this is what I like. In to their system. To National yeah, Radio, to me, seems like a pretty proper record. Well, if if you don't put it on paper, they don't recognize it. And I'm going to show your audience how to put it on paper. Now, the W-2 is authorized at Title 26, United States Code 3401, where the term wages means remuneration for services. The 1099 miscellaneous is authorized by 26, United States Code 6041A as an alpha. And it is uh, it is determined that service responsibility Recipients must report remuneration paid for any person for services performed. Okay, this now, is me, this is where I'm going to stop you, Bear, because you're obviously a legal nerd. You've looked very deeply into this yes. subject matter, and you're very I knowledgeable. You're very knowledgeable about the subject matter that you are speaking about. But what I'm getting at is that uh, what you're saying to people is like, oh, if you fill out this specific paperwork or if you, you know, you know, I don't know, submit this form, whatever it is, the magical, the, the, the magical, I am a free person and there is no piece of paper on planet Earth that I need to fill out to prove that I'm free. Except for the fact that if you don't fill out that piece of paperwork or do not object properly, your court, the court system will not recognize it and you'll go to jail. Yeah, that's right. And that's where it's wrong. That's where the whole system is wrong. Because the system should require actual consent, not this manufactured legal mumbo-jumbo consent that if you are ignorant or you haven't been taught about it. And I also think it's important for us to say that coercion and threats are not equal to consent. Correct. Thank you. So that's not proper consent if I have to be threatened in order for to get my consent to pay taxes. So let's assume that you're right... Captain, and you're right, Nikki, like on the philosophical grounds. Sure. But right. this magical document gets you out of that system. So you can be philosophical. Yes, I don't have to do a gosh darn thing but them, and they can you. put Hold me on. in jail if they want to. But if this let, let one document you. gets let you out, you why don't you do the document? Hang on a bit. Hang on. Right? right? Yeah. So so let me ask you guys a question. Go ahead. When it says uh, wages are remuneration for service, um, do you know what the word service means? in their language no and i I, and i don't really care like they can write down all the fancy words that that they want to 
right, and say, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to jump into their pool because they built the pool. They make all of the rules. I'm not going to go root around well, in, and play a game where they write all the rules and then change all the rules when it suits them. They can't change the rules. That's what I'm saying. Yes, they can. They wrote them all. They could change them whatever they want, and they do all the time. No, Rich people take not. take advantage Here, of tax let me, loopholes let me, let me just, on the regular. There's no tax absolutely, loophole. they should. They should. So the rules are so, there, and there's no, the outs start with all the, the way in there. All right, hang on. Let's let's let Bear have a word. Okay. The rules start with the Constitution. Okay, and the Constitution quote is a written instrument. As such, its meaning does not alter. That which it meant when adopted, it means now. See South Carolina versus the United States, 1905. And when Congress Congress cannot invoke the sovereignty of the people to override their will as declared in the Constitution. See Perry versus the United States. Therefore, and here's the key part, okay, therefore, Congress cannot redefine the words in the Constitution since it cannot, by legislation, alter the Constitution from which it alone derives its power to legislate. See Eisner versus McCumber. Hey, Bear. Hey, thanks for the call. We appreciate it, man. I, uh, I, I, I'm not sold. I, I realize that, yes, you sometimes need to do things in order to protect yourself from the state. And thus, you know, things like this are important. But the overall, the philosophy, mm-mm, no. I never consented, and there is no evidence that I ever did. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. I don't know why I said it like that. 6160. 603-283-6160. Yeah. No? Yeah. No. All right. All right. Uh, in the Moving studio, on. it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. Uh, Richie Rich, I wanted to give you a minute to, you, you started to make some points, and like Bear does have some good points, right? If if you're in, uh, if you're in business, if you're, you know, even just trying to protect yourself, there are certain maneuvers you need to make to prevent the state from attacking you. So I want to give you a chance to, to say what you want to say. So I want to start off by saying I don't think he's entirely right about everything. So this, what I'm going to say is presuming that he is, mm-hmm. and I kind of want to go back a little bit as an example uh, to the COVID lockdowns, specifically here in New Hampshire, where the governor, when he issued the lockdown orders and the mask rules, like carved out an exception. And I believe he carved out that exception specifically for free staters because he knew that he would get way too much pushback from our community specifically, hmm. had he not done that. It's an okay. interesting theory. And the exception that he carved out was any, you know, you have to wear a mask unless you have a medical condition and no one is allowed to ask you about your medical condition. Right. So you go to the store and they go like, where's your mask? And you go, I have a medical condition. And they can't say a word to you, right? Like, that's it. They didn't have to let you in. And so through the COVID lockdown, right, like I took advantage of this. 
Sadly, that's not exactly how it worked, but for the most part, it did. It went I'm that not going to read the entire yeah, order, yeah. but that's what it was. It, yeah. it was it was a carve out. No, but I mean the practical application. Like if that's I went to a place and they accosted me for not wearing I've a mask, I've been kicked out of places. And I said, and I said, yeah, I would. You know, I they did would, not. They would they would say things like, "That's not real. You have to wear a mask." Blah blah blah. And so no. I just be like, "You don't want me here. I'll leave." No, no. Okay, so different experience because so, mine was right this way, sir. And anyway, right. it's, it's secondary to your point. So finish your point, please. So my point was. There was there was this built-in exception, and I believe specifically mm-hmm. for us, and yet there were members of the community who would argue because they didn't want to wear a mask, and they didn't want to wear a mask on principle. Right? Like, I shouldn't have to wear a mask when I come into your establishment. This rule is nonsense. And as good libertarians, right, we're supposed to respect the rules of the private property establishment from which we are going into even if the reason they're doing that is because of some arbitrary diktat from the state. Yeah, or right. you could just say, I have a medical exemption and make your life way easier. But, but libertarians wouldn't do that because they wanted to fight on principle. Yes. So I say that to say this, right? We can have the philosophical discussion all we want about, I did not consent to the state and I had blah, 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 and I will go down that road with you. I didn't consent either. Screw those guys, right? But if there is a magical document that makes my life a whole lot easier... Because I can file a single piece of paper and the state leaves me alone? Like, screw you guys then. I'm filing the document and you can continue to fight on principle. And if Bear has that document and whatever he's saying on air is like valid, legitimate, accurate, and he has recused himself from that system by filing these magical documents, like, why not do it too and just be done with it there and not have to have the battle with the state on both the philosophical and the and the uh the the real grounds the reason that i would not right uh, in most cases there are some cases when i when i would but in most cases the reason that i would not entertain that is because that could be construed legally speaking as some sort of a cage right some sort of legal well you did fill out this paperwork didn't you mr richie rich Sure. And you're like, yep, sure did. And like, well, because you filled this out, that then legally binds you to blah, 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 blah. And then they could throw you in a cage. Yeah. And Even more the, so than if you hadn't filled and, it out. And when the state tries to prosecute me for something, right, you can best believe I'm going to file a motion to dismiss ha- those charges has, like immediately within their system because it may just get me off without any further, you know, further complications. So this type of documentation, uh, when I was sort of growing up, was real big with... Uh, folks who would call themselves uh, sovereign citizens, the sovereign citizens movement. Yeah. Right. Uh, folks who the original folks who would drive around with no license plates on their cars because it's, a, it's an oxymoron. But sure. Yeah. yeah. All, all of that kind of thing. Uh, and so I, I remember and I can't cite this specific example, but I remember a guy who did all of that. He filled out all the paperwork for this, you know, leave me alone state, leave me alone government. He filled out all the paperwork and they sent him to jail anyway. Right. So. Yeah. Right. Which is why I started by saying, I don't know if it's all true, but if it is true, shouldn't we not all be doing this thing? Like the the state is evil. Yep. Uh, What they do is evil uh, in almost every way. I mean, even if there's some program that did some good for some people. That program was funded by coercing right. money out of uh, people who did not consent. I, I used to work at a gas station, and I was uh, cited several times for selling cigarettes to minors during sting operations. 
And on one particular time, I got away with it because they didn't think I was going to like put up a defense, right? They're like, oh, he'll just take the plea or whatever. And so they left the pack of cigarettes at the evidence locker at the police station. So when it came time, they went through the entire court trial and it was time to produce the evidence. (laughs) They couldn't, right? Can't have a case without evidence. And so it was dismissed. Now, did I fight that and go like, well, on principle, this should be dismissed for, you know, because I should be allowed to do whatever and if they can afford it. No. Yeah, just take it. I just took it. Yeah. I'm out. Deuces. With prejudice, Your Honor, with prejudice. And he scorned at me as he did it because he was so pissed at the prosecutor. But I'll take a win where I can get one, man. And it's unfortunate because there's a major flaw in the system where... For, for example, me and Richie Rich could both fill out this magic paperwork, right? right. And it might work for him if he yep. gets a certain judge, but it might not work for me if I get a certain judge. Also so true. that's a major flaw when we're having these magical people wearing magical robes who get to decide people's fate, and it has nothing to do with actual laws. It just has to do with what mood they're in that day, or if the person that went before you in court pissed them off or not. That's not... Fair. And that could easily be why this has worked for Bear and will not work for anybody else. Right. Now, there are people who do this kind of a thing. And to some extent, uh, the things that that Bear called in and talked about uh, have been talked about extensively uh, on air, on a a radio show by uh, Mark Stevens, uh, who did the No State Project. And he has... He would offer. You could go download like guides on how I to, paid for it. You know, all I bought of his, kind of thing. I bought his questionnaire and forms and did all that. And, stuff and I love that. I love yeah. that. So, like, when you do find yourself being attacked by the state, you have somewhat of a uh, a framework on how to mount a defense. It was them. it was amazing. The Mark Stevens thing was amazing because I watched a couple of his videos. Yeah. And in the video, he was like, "You're going to object and you're going to say these words." And the prosecutor's immediately going to jump up and say these words. Right. Now, and I'll give it a shot. I'm in court all the time. You know, this is some time ago. Yeah. And sure enough, I said the magic words, and the prosecutor jumped up from his desk, said the magic words that Mark (laughs) Stevens said he was going to say, and I was like, well, gosh darn. There is something to this. I don't know what it is. I couldn't pinpoint it exactly. But there is more to this than they're letting on. And some of those sovereign citizens, quote unquote, people have a little bit more well, figured out. So Mark Stevens, Mark Stevens, uh, the bit that I remember was he was all about jurisdiction. Yeah. Right? How can you prove that the government, the state of whatever, or the federal government, has jurisdiction over you? And they have that burden of proof. They have that burden of proof. So they need to prove that, you know, the state of, we're in New Hampshire, so the state of New Hampshire has jurisdiction over you, Richie Rich. Right. And they can't do that because the state of New Hampshire technically is a piece of paper. Right. And so, so that was another thing, right? That I got, I, I tried that in court, right? And they go, well, that's a question for trial. We'll deal with that at trial. Right, right. And then we get to trial and I raise the question again. They go like, well, it's too late. Jurisdiction is already established. It's like, ah, you got me. Yeah. So I'm not going to let them get past this point the next time. Right. But they steamroll it anyway. But, but that's what they do. They, they steamroll it. And I just happen to have an example of this. Uh, this is from uh, LauraShin.Bulletin.com. Laura Shin's a cryptocurrency writer. Uh, and this is within another thing. The U.S. Internal Revenue Service filed to dismiss a lawsuit by Joshua and Jessica Jarrett, a married couple who claims they should not have paid income tax on cryptocurrency staking rewards. 
Uh, so staking rewards is when you you put up a, a sum of cryptocurrency, and for the privilege of putting that up, uh, they you know pay you some money. It's uh, it's not really earning interest. It's it's a staking reward against the sum that you put up. Uh, while the IRS offered the Jarrett's a refund in December, the couple refused in an effort to force a federal court to decide how staking income is taxed in the U.S. We'll tell you the outcome of this coming up here on Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Telephone number 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. If you would like to join us live on nationally syndicated talk radio, plus the internet and some satellite channels as well, this is Free Talk Live. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Nikki. And Rich Rich. Uh, we'll get to your calls and thoughts in just a minute. Before the top of the hour, uh, I was talking about this example where the U.S. Internal Service filed to dismiss a lawsuit by Joshua and Jessica Jarrett, a married couple who claims they should not have paid income tax on cryptocurrency staking rewards. While the IRS offered the Jarrett's a refund in December, the couple refused, and this was in an effort to force federal court to decide how staking income is taxed in the U.S. See, because that hasn't been decided yet. They're making a sacrifice because they could have just taken their, their W and walked out of there. However, comma, this week, the IRS filed a motion to dismiss the case, arguing that the Jarrett's could not refuse its offer of a refund. Hmm. There you go. So is that changing the rules? Depends if it was already in the rules. Like, yeah. what do the rules actually say? I wouldn't be able to tell you. So, yeah. but you would have to know, yeah. right? You would you would have to know what rule what rule says that they can't offer it, and then is that rule legit, right? For us, no, because none of them are. But if you're going to play that game, right? If they if they're if they're going like, you know, we could help a lot of people if we just don't take this refund, because then nobody that we, we would yeah. set the precedent going forward. And the IRS knows this, and because it's their rules, they go like, well, we'll just give them a refund, and then they get away with it. No precedent is set. And well, we just, but isn't that it. a precedent in and of itself, because they did offer and issue the refund if they accepted it? Uh, no, because there's no federal judgment. It's just the IRS giving them a refund. It's it's like when you get, you know, if you get your money back from a store, and they go like, well, we're going to give you this one-time courtesy credit, Yeah. right? And we, the IRS will give you this one-time courtesy refund. But it's specific to you because there's no federal judgment mm-hmm. or no court judgment. No, sir. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. But that's what it is. Let's go to your calls and thoughts. We have Jill in Virginia. Jill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Excuse me. I was drinking some Dr. Pepper, and I think something went down the wrong way. Uh-oh. Vanilla cherry Dr. Pepper is my favorite soda ever. Vanilla cherry, Dr. Pepper. I like well, just mine regular. Coke, but they brought in some neo-racist policy, so I'm boycotting them for the present. Nice. 
What's on your mind tonight, Jill? Well, a man who called in and said that uh, taxation uh, was done with the taxpayer's consent because he didn't refuse. He didn't say it wasn't. And there was I no objection. A considerable amount of sophistry involved here. Of course, I don't usually call it theft because I'm a little more blunt than that. I think the precise term is robbery. Because it's done <clears throat> under threat of force. Yes. If you don't pay it, they're going to come and take you to jail. If you refuse to go to jail, how are they going to make you go to jail? They're going to show you a gun, right? Correct. But so if you fill I out the special form, none of that happens. Oh, yeah. In theory. In theory. It might. Ha uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. If you believe that one, how many more things are you going to believe? (laughs) (laughs) So you're not buying it, Jill. You're not buying the magic piece of paper? No, no. I think it's nonsense. But that's what it is. The citizen has not consented to it because it's on the laws on the books. They even managed to get it into the Constitution. It's a monstrosity, but it was ratified. Of course, uh, Amendment Number 18 was in the Constitution for about 14 years, and it was repealed. So maybe Number 16 can be repealed too. Good luck. Yeah, eventually. But the thing is that until until it is, it's, there it is, and it's it's a threat. It certainly and when is. Somebody comes and makes a threat to you. It doesn't mean you consent just because you give in to the threat. And it's an insult to the victim to say that. I couldn't agree more, Jill. Yeah. Any other thoughts tonight? Well, I... A little bit. I do think that we should get rid of those regulations that that keep people from drilling for oil. And I don't think that this country should be buying any oil or other product from from, uh, Russia. A totalitarian state is... To prop up a totalitarian state. Well, yeah, Do you feel the but, same way about China? That oh, we shouldn't yeah. be buying? Okay. I you better believe it. I, I don't feel that way because if somebody you know, lives in some other geographic area that is ruled over by you know, some other form of government, if they make something that's a superior product or a lower cost or something that I need, uh, I am going to seek them out to purchase it regardless of what you know what what kind of rule they have over them now if they themselves are participating in you know something like creating war or coercing people in some way shape or form which of course all governments do then you know i might consider boycotting that specific business uh, but i'm not going to blanket you know, statements say, I'm not going to buy anything from China or Russia or Timbuktu or, you know, whatever, just because there is some political turmoil going on, particularly some political turmoil. Yeah, but but particularly if they do it better or, you know, make something that I need. I'm not blaming the workers in those plants. They're the victims. But I don't want to I don't want to give give money to those people who are holding them as slaves and enslave them further. I hear you. I get that. And I also don't 
necessarily like the U.S. government, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to buy stuff from the U.S. The US right, you yeah. know, U.S. government is not a totalitarian state. Oh, it's getting there. Yeah, it's real. Well, I shop where the value is the highest, man. But it's getting there. There, there doesn't yeah. seem to be much difference different. between, uh, you know, wh- how people in the U.S. are ruled over versus how people everywhere else are ruled over. What would you have to see from the U.S. government to declare it a totalitarian state? All things like what they're doing in Russia and China, such I've as read about what they do, sending people to. In the internment camps against their will because of Guantanamo Bay type of thing, or does like that, that not count anymore? The, the Japanese people, in World Japanese War II. people. Yep, we've that done was that. wrong too. But it, they, uh, it's been repudiated. I think the, I believe the government has admitted that was wrong. Okay. Well, doesn't mean it can't happen again. Unfortunately, well, and again, Guantanamo Bay still open. Yeah, still open. Right. It's true. All right, hey Jill, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate it. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about consent because I'm just doing a quick search here. Uh, The magic glowing screen in front of me says there are four types of consent. Implied consent, express consent, informed consent, and unanimous consent. Uh, I want to talk about the first one because the other three seem pretty self-explanatory. I get express consent, I get informed consent, and I get unanimous consent. Uh, implied consent, however, I'm like, mm, did I imply that I consented? You know, how does that work? How does one imply if someone's that dying consented? So, and you give them CPR, there's implied consent. So, well, there there are laws that that invoke this term. Well, implied and it's consent. like if you don't explicitly say no, then it means yes. That's my understanding of implied consent. So here's this particular example I, I find disturbing. Uh, An implied consent law is enforced throughout the United States. According to this law, by driving a vehicle, you have agreed to submit to chemical tests of your breath, blood, or urine to determine alcohol or drug content if asked to do so by a law enforcement officer. Maybe if you signed up to get their driver's license, perhaps. No, no. That would be direct consent, not implied. Okay. This is implied consent, and I don't know, I don't think that you can actually imply consent. Not in that case. 603-283-6160. Tell us your thoughts and join us here on Free Talk Live. More is coming up. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Free Talk Live. We're a live radio call-in program that's also broadcast on the Internet and a couple of uh, satellite channels. So we're worldwide. Well, not worldwide, but we have a global presence, it could be said, international at least. We're Galactical more- if those things are going out into space. That's true. We are an intergalactic radio program where you can call in. <laughs> at 603-283-6160. We are also the number one most rated talk show uh, in all of Earth's history. So uh, We need a plaque or an award for that hanging in the office somewhere. <laughs> Maybe we'll get like one of these made and framed and whatever. 
Uh, in the studio today, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. Uh, Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it is really taking off now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel just by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go even further, download the desktop app over at lbry.com. And then every video archive you watch, you'll help Seed to keep it online forever. Again, visit us at video.freetalklive.com, video.freetalklive.com. All right, so we've been talking about consent, uh, and I'm of the opinion that implied consent is a BS term. Okay. I, I will grant you that the term may be BS, but the concept behind the term is valid in a lot of situations. Yes. Now, if somebody is going to, uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, somebody gave somebody the Heimlich maneuver, right, because they saw him choking or whatever. Or they found him slumped in their chair turning blue. Right. Uh, and th- I remember, like, this occurring, like, when I was growing I remember somebody suing somebody who saved them. Like, they were dying, they were choking, and somebody gave them the Heimlich maneuver, and then they turned around and sued them for, like, damages because they, like, broke a rib or something. Yep. I don't remember the exacts uh, of the case. And so I have a feeling that this is where a lot of this implied consent legislation came from uh, that didn't exist Paramedics will frequently break the ribs of elderly patients while they're doing CPR and chest compressions. Yeah. Right. Can't do anything about it. It's hard not to. Right. Exactly. But But you you can have something called a do not resuscitate order. Where, you know, if you want to, if you're old and you're out and about, and if you die and you don't want to be resuscitated, wear a bracelet that says DNR, do not resuscitate. That would be withdrawing consent. So that's, yeah, that's withdrawing consent. I don't want to be saved. If you see me dead on the ground, call the morgue. Do not call the hospital. Like That would be more along with Bear's idea of you must object, right? There is implied consent to save my life unless I object by wearing this special thing Above and beyond what a normal person would require. Hmm. And then with that, you're kind of going with the majority, right? So the majority of people who are dying want to be saved, correct? Correct. Yes. But those select few who are old or whatever the reason is, if they, the reason. if they don't want to be resuscitated, if they're choking, dying, whatever, it would make sense for those people to have to give explicit withdrawal of consent to be whatever saved right lifeguard saving a drowning kid in a swimming pool implied consent or whatever whatever term you want to use to express that concept well i think uh in the case of the swimming pool if you use the swimming pool uh you know you are you have already consented to whatever the rules of that pool are particularly if the rules are posted okay right and if they have a lifeguard on duty like pretty obvious what the you know what's going to happen if you drown yeah right or a good good samaritan at the beach with no lifeguard on duty then yeah i mean don't get me wrong i don't want to die and i don't want somebody to you know be afraid of the legal system because 
you know, I'm going to die because somebody's afraid of the legal system when they could. That's why we have the concept of implied consent. Easily, and I, easily. I think there are other things that you could use implied consent for correctly, like a couple, if you would have to ask, you know, your significant other every single time you were to hug or kiss them. I think that's a situation where implied consent would be, you know, you're not going to be like, you sexually assaulted me for kissing me without explicitly asking me first. It's kind of just implied that from the history of relationship, that's cool. There's a term for that in, uh, I hate to use the term licensing, but when somebody does license something, uh, sometimes there's a period of time on that, or sometimes it's an open-ended license. Uh, and so, uh, software. like marriage, open-ended license until you <laughs> well, terminate. That's. I mean, still, that's not quite. And particularly, marriage and relationships, like you don't really have an open license. Like you can still violate consent. Uh, there are plenty of married yeah. people who have been raped yeah. against yes. their Absolutely, will, yeah. and so, like, I don't want to, you know, jump into that end of the pool, so to speak. Just stick with first responders. Then that's where it's probably. That's probably where you can wrap your head around the concept, or the listener can wrap their head around the concept. No, I, I get Easiest. the concept. I just don't like that it's a state-sponsored concept. Okay. I don't like anything that's state-sponsored. Yeah. If you remove, <laughs> like, if, here's the, like to me, it's common sense. Okay. To me, it's common sense that hey, if there's a guy choking and uh, you can give him the Heimlich maneuver to save his life, well, then do it. Here's okay. So here's the thing. It, it's it's one of those things where it is currently a state-sponsored concept. Absent the state, it would still exist. Yes. Because the vast majority of society... I think it existed long before the state ever existed. There you go. Yes. Because the vast majority of society would prefer to operate in such a way that if you are in need of medical attention, you don't have to give explicit consent to receive it by anyone who's performing it. On the other end of that, if I'm in a situation where somebody else is, I don't know, drowning, choking, insert event here, and... I see that and I go, uh, I know the Heimlich maneuver. I'm going to make a decision myself yes. to say, oh, hey, this guy's in trouble. I'm going to help and I'm going to accept the consequences of my actions regardless, right? Because sure. I'm trying to do something nice and good for this person who might be dying because I would want somebody else to do that for me right. if I were in that situation. So. But With you can rest assured that if you took it to arbitration outside of a state-sponsored court, right, that a fair arbitrator would be like, no, there yeah. was implied consent. Right. But but with all that in mind, let's just say that the court did find that, you know, hey, I did something weird and I could be charged with a thing and thrown in a cage or whatever. I still made that decision myself. You did. And I'm responsible for the outcome of that decision, sure. regardless as to whether or not the state deems it a correct maneuver or not. Right. But if the consequence for doing those things always ends up in people getting arrested or caged or found financially liable, right, then people would stop doing those things. Well, then you need to look at the organization doing the arresting and the kidnapping and the finding of those people and make sure that that organization goes away. Well, if it, if, a, if a free market arbitrator decided that way, it would have the same effect. 603-283-6160. Coming up, we're going to talk about all sorts of fun things, such as invasive parachuting spiders invading the East Coast.
Yes, it is Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. All right. Richie Rich, you, without fail, every week that you're on, bring in some of the zaniest or most... Uh, bizarre headlines, uh, sometimes tabloid-esque, sometimes just stuff to make you think. I yeah. ran across something that I thought you, of all people, because you bring these in consistently, would enjoy. Absolutely. This is from WISN. This is uh, Channel 12 ABC uh, Wisconsin. It's a channel, television ch- channel. Uh, a big no. Huge invasive parachuting spiders will begin to cover the East Coast, experts say. Oh, no. Stay in Wisconsin. <laughs> Doesn't that happen in Australia? I, I don't they know. The, I, I think it does. I think they, it like rains spiders there. I, they have the scariest animals in Australia. I've, I've never I heard of... Visit. Like these are spider paratroopers, apparently. <laughs> I, like I the little G.I. Joes. Like... Like, do they have a spider air force that's dropping the little spiders out of airplanes? Like, you know what? The only thing that can explain this, aliens. Aliens. Okay. Aliens. Go on. Who Please. else is dropping spiders oh, okay. from the sky? Like that. That needs more than just a, a cursory explanation. There, <laughs> aliens. Go now. I don't enjoy spiders. Right. Okay. As far as like. You know, if I'm in my house and I see a spider, I don't like that, right? My rule is I don't care if you exist. I don't want to see you. I'm more okay with spiders than roaches. Oh, yes, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Well, okay. well. so now let me preface this or post-fess this. I don't know. It's I've too late said, to preface it. Uh, let me post-preface. Post-note. Pre-post. Post-note the preface. Post-script. It's a PS. What should have been the preface is that I understand that spiders are kind of your friend. Yeah. Because they eat all the other insects. So if you got other insects in your house, yeah. these spiders are nature's way of like sort of taking care of that, making sure they don't get out of hand and et cetera and so on. So I've woken I up with that. a few little spider nibbles on my hand. I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Okay. No, no, no. I don't no. like it either, but no. the alternative is like other bugs, and that's worse for me. Yeah. So I, I get all that. But again, I just don't like spiders. You're not going to see me like having a pet tarantula. In a in an aquarium in my house, that's not going to happen. You know, I'm I'm not going to be I'm not going to have an ant farm in one of those little, <laughs> you know, those little things that looks like free I, the ants. Yeah, I didn't even like. Uh, do you remember uh, oh, what was it called? Uh, it was called the sea monkeys. Oh yeah, at the back okay. of the comic book. You know, you know, yeah. it's just Brian the shrimp. Yeah, right. And it's like, oh, that's a total ripoff. Uh, you can just get onto the local place and get brine shrimp and pour them in some water and there you go sea monkeys but no they tried you like four times as much or whatever to order it out of the back of the comic book but that being said my imagination when i read that headline was like whoa wait a minute how giant are these spiders what do these parachutes look like who makes these parachutes for these spiders <laughs> they're woven they're woven with the silk of the spider it's very tightly woven. And they actually are. Uh, giant parachuting spiders could show up along the entire east coast of the United States, according to some scientists. Science. Sounds legit. That's it. End the Free State Project <laughs> right now. We don't need any of that. 
Originally from Japan, the three-inch-long Joro spider made its way first to Georgia and has begun to slowly spread out. It's disgusting, said Anna Reed. A big no, said Danisha Match. Oh, Lord Jesus, <laughs> said Gregory Lightfoot. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be quoted in the paper. That's how you get quoted in the paper. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> University of Georgia scientists have released a study saying the eight-legged residents are about to become even more prolific in Georgia and spread up and down the entire East Coast. Well, if it, they're making little parachutes, they're just going to float with the current. I doubt they'll make it up to New Hampshire. I, You know, I don't know. Over what period of time? Never. There all was all a, you need uh, is one Japanese dude from Georgia to have one like stowed away in his vehicle as he comes up here for yeah. There was a, somebody. This lady found a black widow in her bag of grapes. Yeah, that was that came uh, from down south. That was out of Washington. That story. Oh really? Was, uh, no, no, no. I'm of, sorry. But... Different story. It wasn't grapes, but a lady was purchasing uh, some sort of produce uh, at. It was actually the store that I used to go to, uh, just uh, in Edmonds, Washington, uh, Safeway out there. Uh, and so she had, you know, bagged up her groceries or whatever and got home and then, you know, took the bag of whatever out of the paper bag and like out comes this spider. And so she took a photo of it and everything and got online and yes, and they sent some, you know, somebody came out to take care of it and, oh and that God. kind of thing. But they, of course, imagine that it came over on some, you know, freighter boat, you know. Yeah. Cause we don't have those. Stowaways. Stowaway. <laughs> yes. Oh, segue. No, we finished this one. Oh. <laughs> Right. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Five shadowing? What? Oh no, it's only three shadowing. It's just us. It's three shadows. Anyway. It doesn't have anything that's controlling its population size in the new habitat, but it has perfect conditions to spread, said Benjamin Frick. That's right. His name is Frick. Nice hey, freaking hey. name. <laughs> nice freaking name. Uh, he's the co author of the study uh, and an undergraduate at Odom School of Ecology, University of Georgia. Uh, scientists say it will continue to spread because of its ability to survive the cold. I don't think of Georgia as a cold place. So in our experiment, we exposed them to a brief period of cold, only for a couple of minutes at below freezing temperatures, and most of the Dor- Joros did just fine, said Andy Davis, co-author. So they'll be the fine study. in New Hampshire. They're not going to die in three minutes. They're going to, like, over the course, how long is it? It's cold here for a long time, like half the year. They're They're going to die. Don't worry. Researchers have found the spiders can travel using their webs like balloons or parachutes to ride the wind. It's pretty badass. But it's, it's unknowing balloon. It's unknowing humans who will spread them quicker. See? Can you just imagine though, like you know, you're just walking along outside, you know, boom, you get hit in the head. Right, what the heck was that? And you look down and it's some spider with like this weird looking parachute thing. He looks up and he says, hey, buddy, get out of my way. <laughs> Watch where you're going. <laughs> a whole invasion of them, though, coming down. We had a Joro being found in Oklahoma. We tracked the person who made the observation, and it turned out it was a student from here. Jo- so from Georgia. Okay. Uh, Joros don't appear to have much of, of an effect on local food, local food webs <laughs> or ecosystems. And as menacing as the big spiders look, Experts say they're scaredy cats, and you're highly unlikely to be bitten by one. 
Its fangs are so small relative to most human skin that it probably wouldn't be able to get its fangs into you even if it wanted to, Frick said. Well, what the Frick does he know? <laughs> I'm less scared of these now. Bring them on. Frickin' Davis. <laughs> it's Frick and Davis. Frickin' Davis <laughs> said, if you are unlucky enough to be bitten by a Joro, its bite feels far less than a wasp sting and a little like a pinch. Okay. They do have a little venom. But like a bee or wasp sting, most will not need any medical attention. The East Coast can expect to see webs around late May, early June. But the really big female webs come around the start of fall. I changed my mind. They are welcome in New Hampshire. Okay. I mean, I I don't want giant parachuting They're spiders. not giant, though. They're three inches. That's not really, like, giant. They'll That's turn like smaller mur- than a wolf spider. They'll yeah, turn murders as soon as you rush a crane thing. Men around the world would have, would have ladies believe three inches is giant. <laughs> Well, three inches around. What's your diameter there? <laughs> What's your diameter? <laughs> diameter. Die is the first part of amateur. Diameter. Mm-hmm. 603-283-6160. Do you want giant parachuting spiders all up and down the East Coast starting in May and right up into Massachusetts? All the way through fall? There. And we'll put up a border. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. Libertarian parachuting giant spiders. Now on Free Talk Live. More coming up. I'm trying to think of other songs that yep. start with the phrase "Come on," and I, I'm drawing a blank now. I got two. That was pretty good. Usually, two I'm, more than me. Usually, I'm good for like three of a thing, but eh, I guess not. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero is the telephone number if you would like to join us on air at Free Talk Live. That's the name of this show. In the studio, it's myself, the captain, Nikki, and Rich Rich. And uh, <laughs> let's just go to Major Payne in Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, you got close on one of them. You know what you call a one what one legged prostitute, don't you? That that would be Eileen. Eileen. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a guy with uh, no arms and no legs? Uh, second base. <laughs> what do you call a guy with no arms and no legs who hangs on a wall? Uh, oh, God, I remember this one. It's oh, art. Go on. It's art. <laughs> art. What do you call his father? Phil. Pop art. Oh, on the wall still, okay. <laughs> I get you. What's on your mind, Major? Well, you guys are talking about these flying spiders. They theoretically came out of Georgia from Japan. Japan does have some decent winters, so I think these bugs are going to do just fine in New Hampshire and probably Michigan, too, if they ever make it here. Great. But, uh, they're so polite, though. Fangs, they have no impact on local fangs. ecology or call it whatever. I'm, I'm whelmed by the, okay. whole, the whole subject. Well, dude, you can, get, you, you can infest a whole city with cockroaches just by having one in the cuff of your pants. Uh. You know? Don't say stuff like that. You're triggering me. They're a, they're asexual like worms. They don't need nobody to breed. Dude, I lived yes, in uh, really? the the panhandle 
the panhandle of Florida for some time, and I have never seen bigger cockroaches than I saw Oh, yeah, you there. can put a saddle on them buggers. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about exactly that. Like, you know, can I somehow tie them all together and get them to do, like, work for me? <laughs> Probably. Hauling, hauling loads down the street or whatever, you know? Oh, I had to do a gig in Columbus, Ohio one time. There was this woman, she must have weighed five or 600 pounds, and they've been trying to evict her out of there for like six months. She had the water, utilities, everything off. So by the time we got there, there was this giant big claw bathtub, and it was full right to the brim of feces, right? So everything was disgusting. So we finally got the water on and got her cleaned out a little bit, and I go into John to take a whiz, and I lift up the toilet seat, and this four-inch cockroach is standing there, and he literally reeled up on his back legs and took a swing at me and hit <laughs> Dude wanted to fight. Remember Joe's apartment? <laughs> yeah. Ah, but, uh, anyway, yeah, the, the, the whole Georgia thing, that's where Paris Island was. And they're the ones that gave us, the our government, our, 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 our lovely forefathers, gave us uh, Lyme disease and spotted Rocky Mountain fever. Mm. And the ticks have kind of a, a parachute-shaped body, so they can float on the wind, too, just like these spiders. That's one of the reasons so, why uh, I don't like doing outdoor activity in New Hampshire. There are the other thing I bugs want, here. The other thing I want to tell you about yeah. spiders is the most, the most poisonous spider in America is the daddy longlegs, and he don't even build a web. Can't bite you, can't though. Kill you because his, his fangs are so short, they can't puncture your skin. Is that true? I, it think, is, I think it is true. Yeah. I've heard that before. but I've also thought I've yeah, saw he, like, that he, myth he busted hunts for a living. Maybe. He hunts for a living. He don't build no webs. Hmm. Okay. But then wolf spiders, if you kill one of them, their mate will come hunting you. I've experienced this more than once. So if you whack one, you better be looking for the other. Now you're being chased. You're being stalked by a. That's what I would another do. Another wolf spider chased back to your your postal van by a wolf spider. Oh, they're nasty, <laughs> man. They 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 leave a mean well when they bite you. <laughs> All right. What, what else was but, on your mind? You had something else you want to talk about? All right, yeah, you, you guys were talking about uh, you know people getting sued for doing the right thing yeah. for the wrong person. You know, trying to save somebody's skin. Well, and sometimes the government does get it right. In Ohio, they got a uh, Good Samaritan law. Where, you know, if Timmy's down the well or you're on the highway and your car's on fire and I rip your damn foot off getting you out of there, you can't sue me. Right. Yeah, those exist, you know, in play. But the thing is, that's just how it should be. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, well, that's implied consent. If I'm in deep doo-doo, pull me out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, Captain and, and, just has a problem with the term implied consent, not necessarily the concept. So if you find a better term, right, then we would have the concept... Yeah. With I mean, a better term. I feel like a uh, this Good Samaritan law that you speak of um, it shouldn't have needed to be written because it just should be common sense that that's Agreed. how you treat a person who tried to save your ass. Uh, but then, well, the- but then if if there is like okay, we live in a time where there is this evil organization, you know, this institution that we call government, and they rule the entire globe now, not just the U.S., but everywhere is claimed by a government, the entire Earth. Has been claimed. Um, we live in a place where, okay, so let's say uh, that, like you're saying, every now and again, you know, they get something right and they have this good. Why doesn't every place have that? So, okay, yeah. I, w- I want to throw that's, out another that's, concept. That, that's be- for that's the because the country is run by lit- by litigators. They're all lawyers, yeah. um, and they all got three hands. Oh, on this hand and on this hand, but on the other hand, take one of them. And- Quit patting me on the back and stick it up your, you know where. 
But uh, anyway, yeah, that's my thoughts for the night, dudes. One of the things that they always say about the, the government's formation of laws, right, at least, you know, common law in the early days, was not that the government created the laws, but the government codified laws that were then discovered, right? Like people discovered that this should be a thing, and the government then just codifies it to to enshrine it in that geographic region, right? So if Good Samaritan laws exist naturally, and then the government goes like, well, that should be a thing, and they just codify it, is it really that big of a deal that they codified something. That sounds all fine and good, Richie Rich, but that's not how it actually works. Okey because dokey. Because there is, no, show me a government on planet Earth that has that for a process of their lawmaking. They don't. Show me a government that has anything that resembles a, a process of removing laws that are no longer relevant to anybody for any reason, any way, shape, or form. They don't. Nobody has any of those because they never take laws off the books. Okay. You know, so, yeah. But, I mean, th- again, theoretically, that's how uh, uh, British common law started, right? Like, people discovered things that should be sure. and then wrote it down. Sure. And so if you go like, wow, we... It should be okay for you to save someone's life and they shouldn't be able to do anything to you because you were acting in good faith, right? We should write that one down because it exists anyway. It's just, you know, code of, like the, you know, the, the Second Amendment people, right? They, you're not granted the right to bear arms by the government. They just recognize that you already had the right to defend yourself and codified it. Right. And so, but by having the organization codify something that should just be an expectation is the reason why people believe that governments grant you rights. Okay. In my opinion. Okay. Major? No, I'm good. All Peace right. out, guys. Have a good night. Thanks for the call. All right. We were going to talk about something that Nikki brought in psychedelic soap. Man. Kind of. I'm Man. never taking a bath again. <laughs> I might I might be taking more of them. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Dr. Bronner's The Soap Company dips into psychedelics under the leadership of the founder's grandsons. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, before oh, you even start. Okay. So, psychedelic soap. I just yeah. have this image in my mind that I'm going to open, you know, I usually use something like Irish Spring or whatever. Me so too. It's a green bar, go-to. right? So I imagine opening this soap and it's going to be like this swirled, like maybe a Grateful Dead logo, yeah. you know, tie-dye. something, you know, tie dye looking, soap. you know, maybe they got different varieties of, you know, visuals going on. No two bars the same. <laughs> no two bars the same. And then, like, when you rub yourself down with the soap when you're in the tub or whatever, it seeps into your skin. And, and then it, 20 minutes later, and it gets you high. Hi, man. That's just, that's my initial thought based on the headline. Go ahead. And you never get out of the shower because you always think you're already out of the shower because you're hallucinating. (laughs) So under the leadership of the founder's grandsons, the company has become a big financial backer of the efforts to loosen government restrictions on illegal drugs. I think that's awesome. Yep. Yep. So far, so good. I like it. Yep. Dr. Bronner's The Liquid Soap Company, best known for its teeny font labels, preaching brotherly love in world peace, would like you to consider the benefits of mind-altering drugs. The sentiment is prompted on limited edition soap bottles that sing the praises of psychedelic-assisted therapies. And through the trippy pronouncements of David Bronner's grandson, the company's founder, uh, many... Sorry, I skipped... And one of its top executives, who is not shy about sharing details of his many hallucinogenic journeys. He says, let's face it, the world would be a far better place if more people experienced psychedelic medicines, said David. 
whose company in January became among the first in the United States to offer ketamine therapy as part of its employee health care coverage. Mm, nice. So more psychedelics in the soap, more coke back in the cocaine. We can talk more about these psychedelic soaps, man. Man. When we come back. This is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. That's the phone number here in the studio. If you would like to join us, we are here seven nights a week from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. So some radio stations will play... Yeah, us when we're not live, right? They'll do some won't even play the full three hours. A couple of them they'll play like two hours or one hour uh, when they you know need some filler or whatever. So you might be hearing this and it might not be live. But if you want to call and get on the air, call between seven p.m. and ten p.m. Eastern. Most of you are hearing us live, so uh, you don't have to worry about that. But if you're not, or maybe you're listening to our podcast, which you can find over at freetalklive.com or your favorite podcatcher. Uh, and that kind of a thing. Maybe you're watching us on Odyssey over at video.freetalklive.com. So in the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. Uh, what were we talking about? Psychedelic soaps. Man. Man. And so was I partially correct that, like, you know, they come in tie-dyed colors and Grateful Dead stamps? I don't know. No. Okay. It doesn't even sound like there's psychedelics in there. Yeah. Just fancy nope. words on the bottle of normal soap. Nope. Are you going to start like a multi-level marketing, like, you know, a, a psychedelic Amway man? You'd have to start I mean, it that's in, like, a great Oregon. idea. Maybe not multi-level marketing, but... Why not? You'd be at like the top of the pyramid at this point. Right? Yeah, I know. If <laughs> this, I'm is the, the CEO. this is the best time. I am the CEO. Everyone of... is my downline. Yes. That's the best The best time to get into the multi-level marketing world. is when you create it yourself. The whole world is I my downline. So. Go ahead. <laughs> so Dr. Bronner's soap it has a role in one of the country's biggest financial supporters of the efforts to win mainstream acceptance of psychedelics and to loosen government restrictions on all illegal drugs. Since 2015, Mr. Bronner's Magic Soap, yes, that is the official name of the company, has donated more than $23 million to drug advocacy and research organizations. Wait, it was called Magic Soap before the psychedelics? Yes. Wow. But we man. really don't know when the psychedelics came into play. The original founders, this is just discussing his grandsons that now run the company, but one would assume that he was probably taking they make some it from human sort fat. of... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I have a theory, and my imagination is pretty good here. I, I think I know how this was invented. Somebody had a sheet of acid or a partial sheet, a small sliver, right? And they left it on top of the soap when they were in the shower. And you know how the shower gets kind of steamy and hot or whatever, and like the paper melted to the soap. And then the next day, the guy went to take a shower, and he grabs the bar of soap, and he rubs the acid all over himself. Who leaves their acid on a bar of soap in the shower? Hey, you do a lot of things. No judgment. Have you never done anything weird when you were high? No. Never been high. I think you're a liar. I mean, unless you're counting like the nitrous in the dentist chair. I do count that. Okay. You've been high. It's pretty fun. Okay. 
Have you never had an adrenaline rush? Oh, I mean, okay. have you ever eaten sugar? Okay. Yeah. If that's what we're going with, you sure. drink coffee? Like one cup a week. You ever like? Uh, it, 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 you ever drink enough to like get the jitters? Not enough to get the jitters. Okay. That's. I mean, compared to like being high on real drugs, though, that's pretty like, real like, drugs. You know, that's yeah. pretty. You guys low, are you guys low are, level. All right, all right. You highness. guys are pushing the definition of high. Try to get me to Richie admit Rich something. Is a goody good. <laughs> Richie Rich is a goody good. Richie Rich is a goody good. Whatever. Do you ever do caffeine, man? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had? Sugar. <laughs> well, I always Do you like... ever breathe too deeply and hyperventilate, man? <laughs> you ever stand up too quickly, man? <laughs> really get a rush. I always like to point out that like sugar and caffeine are technically like really, really addicted dr- oh, they addictive totally are, drugs. Yeah. Especially because if you mix them, I always. I mean, I I don't use nice sugar coffee, in my coffee like now, a really like, sweet coffee. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but the. The thing that the government likes to use on why drugs are bad is because they're addictive and they make, you know, bad things happen and whatever. But compared to most drugs, compared to like LSD and mushrooms and pot, sugar and caffeine is way worse. Not only on like addictiveness levels, but also just the negative effects that it has health wise on people. It's probably the lack of negative externalities. Right, like never, no one gets on a sugar rush and forgets where they are. Yeah, or like people, you're not going to like rob somebody's house for, for but you're not going to do that for like LSD or mushrooms or weed. Understood. Maybe like heroin or meth, but. But I have, uh, I have sat in the circle and not participated while friends did like salvia because for a while that yep. was. Oh, salvia is like different story. Well, but it was legal in a lot of places for a long Still time. Is. But then, like, just because it's legal doesn't mean it's not going to make you go tweaky bananas. Right. So I watched them go, like, tweaky bananas for, like, all of three minutes. And it's scary. Yeah, salvia doesn't last very long. I've done it. Understood. It's not but a good you three minutes. You don't, you don't get that effect <laughs> it, by it taking depends. too many spoonfuls of sugar. It, well, in fact, it <laughs> helps the medicine go down. <laughs> so says the song. Nobody's wrote a song that I'm aware of about salvia. Now, salvia, you have to pay attention to, if you're if you're out there doing drugs, people. Uh, and, and Here's a pro tip and, from the captain. And, and I'm, not a, uh, I'm not a drug advice expert, uh, nor do I play one on the radio. <laughs> but uh, with salvia, you have to watch the X factor. And by the X factor, salvia is rated by how many times potency it is. Oh, not the like talent show? Right. Yes. <laughs> X factor is great on salvia. <laughs> Three and a half stars. No, uh, that's, that's Star Search. Sorry, Ed McMahon. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, uh, that's why Ed McMahon left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I uh, worked on that for years, only to, <laughs> only to premiere it here on Free Talk Live. I feel honored. <laughs> you should. On, what is it, March 6, 2022? On the, the Sunday show, no less. Sunday I'm going to write that down. I'm that's writing right. this date down. <laughs> anyway. Celebrate it every March 6th. 1X Salvia. Pretty mild. Pretty fun. 10X Salvia. Woo! Not mild at all. Not very <laughs> fun. So I've been told... I'm holding up air quotes for those of you who are, aren't watching us over at video.freetalklive.com. This is not medical advice on <laughs> no, Free Talk not, Live. Not. And Salvia still is legal in a bunch of places. Okay. There's a couple of places that it's, you know, they're like, no. But it's a part of the sage family, so it's naturally occurring. Um, it's it's a plant that grows in the same way marijuana. I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. Kind of I'm just saying you don't get that effect from 17 cups of coffee. 
You do if you drop some acid in it. Okay. <laughs> Same one that you left on your soap? Just leaving acid tabs all over the place? I mean... I'll just put one here. Some people are wealthy in different ways, man. Okay. So, have we talked about the soap at all? Well, it's not really about the soap. It's more about the company. Okay. <laughs> So when it comes to corporate philanthropy, you'll be hard-pressed to find another company with the courage to publicly back an end to the war on drugs, said uh, Rick Doblin, who runs the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, a research and advocacy group. It has been uh, it has received nearly six million dollars from Dr. Bronner's with an additional one million pledged for each of the next five years. Okay. So that's pretty pretty significant. No other soap companies are doing this. So, do they end the last sentence with comma man? No, but they should have. I mean, I would have put that in the title myself, the headline. I've been like, you know, blah 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 blah. Doctor Bonner soap company dips into the psychedelics. Man, man. For, for social advocacy from a corporation, like support it. Right, they're yeah. looking to get uh, restrictions removed so that people yeah. can take medicine. I think that's well, awesome. It, yeah. I wonder, too, if, like, topicals... I, I know there's been a whole bunch of recent movement on things like microdosing different psychedelic drugs to aid with, like, PTSD and trauma sure. and that kind of stuff. And I wonder if topicals like this, you know, aren't going to see sort of a boom uh, in that respect. It could be. I took... Uh, what's the, the, the THC or whatever? Is yeah. that the one? Okay. I had... I, uh, I don't like, know. The one what? Weed? Yeah, well, there's, yeah. there's THC and there's um, CBD. Yeah, one of I had oh, the oil or something. I did CBD oil for pain relief yes. after my accident several years ago, and then I also got some like topical THC cream. Yeah, also for pain relief, and it was magical at first, but it didn't last very long. So like you the first, have been high, but I haven't been high. Like <laughs> the pain in my knee went away, magical. and that was it. Yeah, magic. Your knee got high. Sure, but I wasn't high. I wasn't in an altered state of mind or consciousness. And then after, you know, two weeks, it was done. It didn't work anymore. For no reason at all, They Might Be Giants song, The Statue Got Me High, just popped into my head. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. I just have to say that Dr. Pepper is an independent bottler company owned by neither Coke nor Pepsi. Okay. They're usually with the fountain machines. According to the magic rectangle in front of me. This is Free Talk Live in case the listeners are wondering what they're listening to. Why we're talking about Dr. Pepper. We were trying to settle a a thing. I agree with you. I used to think they were uh, Coke products as well. I prefer my soft drinks highly carbonated. And generally, that means Coke products over Pepsi products. I'm a Pepsi guy. Really? So you like less carbonation? I like Pepsi. Right. Oh, well, <laughs> Pepsi and all Pepsi products have less carbonation. Okay. That's what makes them sort of does their trademark. Okay. Uh, I don't want to call it a flavor. Carbonation sure. isn't a flavor. But, uh, you know, they have that, that, burn. that going for I I like to belch a lot. And, in fact, growing up, uh, you know, me and my siblings and my cousins or whatever, whenever we'd get a soft drink, we would chug them and then see who could have the longest and loudest belch 
from from chugging these soft drinks. And so the higher carbonation, of course, gave you better belch. And that's how I developed my affinity for the higher carbonated products. I also prefer uh, higher carbonated beer than lower carbonated beer Mm. when I when I drink beer because it gives better belch. And I love belching. I it's just good. It just feels good. Carbonation almost medley. killed me the other day, or so I thought. I it literally felt like I was having a heart attack. Obviously, I don't know what that feels like, <laughs> but I think I got really bad heartburn for the first time because I drank it too quick, and it, I don't know, something happened, but I was like, Matt thought I was dying. I was like on the floor being super dramatic, like, ah, and he was like, are wow. you, should I call 911? So. Wow. Yeah, it was but, very, it was uh, very dramatic. But you're okay. It was just gas. Yeah, it was okay. Like, yeah, yeah literally, it was you just gas. You're not. You're <laughs> like not. two seconds later, I was like, oh, I'm fine. Like, not, oh, what was that? You're not. You don't have one of those in front of you right now, do you? You didn't bring any in the studio. Hopefully. No. Okay. But well, if I start screaming for realsies, that might be why. I don't, I don't need nobody dying. I don't need anybody dying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Are you giving us consent to resuscitate? <laughs> sure, if you guys know how to. <laughs> I'm technically CPR certified, so there. Yeah, you're certifiable. <laughs> Seriously, CPR certified. What were we talking about? Uh, who Pepper? cares? Let's go to the phones. We've got uh, Raul calling from Maine. Raul, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, have you guys heard about the uh, One America Life Insurance Company that uh, they're saying that there's a 40% increase in the death rate in 18 to 64 years old? in the United States, and it's just an astronomical figure. They said uh, if it was 10%, it would be like a uh, one-in-200-year event and a uh, 40% increase out of nowhere. And mm. It's not from COVID either. Oh, is it, we just had that? a pandemic. So, Is it possible that it's related to baby boomers dying because they're the largest population age group happens to be in that same age group? No, well, it's probably more, well, I've seen this uh, um, Jay Wilderness on, uh, he does uh, YouTube uh, compilations of uh, sports figures that are dying on the field Mm -hmm. all over Europe and uh, Africa. Have you you seen any of those? I I haven't seen those myself, but I've heard the stories of it, and I'm just looking at a... The conspiracy theory is it's tied into the vaccine. Right. I'm just looking at an article here from the Desert Review, just the first result that popped up. Life insurance deaths are up 40%. Uh, according to Dr. Robert Malone's chilling analysis. So it's uh, Dr. Robert Malone, uh, who is known amongst libertarian circles. Uh, this no, is... th- th- yeah, he says that because it comes from One America Life Insurance Company. The CEO addressed uh, the life insurance industry, and he says it's, it's uh, industry-wide. It's, it isn't Dr. Malone. It's the life insurance companies are saying this. Sure. It says, according to the CEO of One America, a national life insurance corporation headquartered yeah. in Indiana, deaths are up 40% in the third quarter of 2021. These deaths are primarily non-COVID deaths among workers aged 18 to 64. Not surprised. Yeah. Now, You're not surprised? I wonder... No, I kind of said this well, is going to well, happen. Well, so. well okay. I'm, I'm curious, both of you. Uh, Raul, why do you think that you know there has been this increase if this report is true? Well, I think it might have something to do with what's in the um, vaccines that aren't vaccines. Uh, how about uh, graphene hydroxide? Now, I don't know if you've ever, they're like um, graphene nano razor blades that are being injected into us and it's cutting up our veins and our hearts. And, you know, there was something a little while ago about uh, 
people like see everybody can give a shot now. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It's not just doctors and uh, and if you get that in your vein, uh, it's circulating through your system. And if that's really what's in there, it's just cutting you up, and you know you die. Nikki was so, over uh, here nodding in approval to your you know uh, ingredients. But go ahead, Nikki. As as far yeah. as the in- I mean, it's a intramuscular injection, so you're gonna probably inject it into like your upper arm deltoid muscle, yeah. which would be maggots. pretty pretty hard to hit a vein. So I don't necessarily think that that's the the thing. Either way, it's an IM injection, and it's gonna get sucked into your cardiovascular system. So I think either way, no matter where you're injecting this thing, it's going to get into circulation. And, yeah, but it's and like I, a time bomb. Yeah, so and I do agree if, if with what you're saying. Vein, you're gonna you're gonna die instantly, and most of the deaths, the twenty six thousand or whatever it is that are reported to the CDC through the VARS, uh, they're like almost instantly after they get a shot, they're dying. That the largest amount of people are dying right away. And I know in Maine, it's you're not considered fully vaxxed until two weeks after your second shot. So if you die before that, they, they're saying you're, you're uh, unvaccinated yeah. and you're dying. Right. Yeah, that's true. It's, like, it's, it's a way that they kind of hide the numbers and you know, move the numbers around. But, uh, it, it, and there's a, a doctor in, in Austria, Dr. Nowak. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, N-O-A-C-K. Yeah, I have. I, I watched him get busted by the cops on a live uh, uh, um, video that he was doing. And a couple of days later, he's dead. And he's like mm-hmm. one of the foremost experts in this nano uh, graphene technology. And he's the one that blew the whistle on this. Uh, and there's, there's other people around the world that are finding stuff in the, in the vaccines. And, and keep in mind, they don't have to put it in all of them. They, you know, that'd be kind of stupid because then everybody would die so quick. You know, they could put like, you know, um, saline in some of them and, and this other stuff in, in other ones. But like, uh, you know, it's just this, this Jay Wilderness, he's on his fourth compilation of these athletes. These are our healthiest people that are just dying right in, right on the field because they're pumping their blood really fast and boom there we go i mean peculiar. that explains a lot and now they even want pharmacists to be able to give the shots i mean this is like crazy and when well, when you realize who all is tied in it's like this this cult that is controlling all this that uh, they don't mind killing people well, i'll they give you it. this it, they certainly have increased the number and type of people that can you know give you an injection and thank you for the call by the way uh i was freaked out when i first heard when they were rolling out these as the caller said non-vaccine vaccines uh when they were having military personnel uh, inject you and i'm talking about like national guard types i'm not talking about yeah. medical types i want to hear a little bit more about what nikki has to say because she was also shaking her head quite a bit on that 603-283-6160 we can talk more about that here on free talk live coming up Six zero three two eight three six one six zero is the number here at Free Talk Live. We are a live call-in radio talk program where you can bring up any topic. 
in the studio tonight. It's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richard Rich. You can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th annual Forkfest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Forkfest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which did sell out for the first time in 2021. Forkfest takes place the week after Porkfest, but Forkfest is decentralized, which means there's no ticket cost and there's no one in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving folks gathering in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the Forkfest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the Forkfest Forum. Links to those can be found at forkfest.party. Again, we hope to see you there, forkfest.party. Did you have any more to add about... uh... I do have one last thing about the psychedelic soaps. Our grandpa was all about shifting consciousness and opening hearts and minds, David said, pausing for cosmic effect and flashing a mischievous grin. He probably would have put LSD in his soaps. So (laughs) coming full circle to the to the LSD in the soaps. (laughs) All right. Uh, I do want to mention just a couple of other things here rather quickly. Speed round. Speed round. Some stuff that Richie Rich brought in uh, from the Daily Caller. I assume you've read these. Skimmed him. Okay. Like All right. You have I, some I, I, cursory I, knowledge. I cursory right. read them to see if they're going to be worth like All right. flushing out. Judge on. sentences 70-year-old woman dubbed the serial stowaway after years of sneaking past airport security. Legend. Right? That's what I was thinking. Definitely. And how bad is airport security where the little old lady <laughs> has been doing it for so long? I know. Just boarding planes. I get like harassed every time I go to Logan, so I don't know where oh, she's flying. She was sentenced to three years in prison. Oh, that's With not cool. With a smile cool. on her face. Look at the mugshot. It, yeah, she's pretty happy about it. <laughs> she does look pretty happy. You finally caught me. <laughs> Marilyn Hartman, you are a legend. Uh, also, uh, what's this from Fox 5 New York? New Yorkers complaining about loud sex noises? Get you lock people it. in their apartment, they're going to find something to do. Right. The walls in New York are thin. That's true. Are, are they sure it wasn't just the cockroaches? <laughs> oh, man. I oh. mean, oh, they're asexual, though, so maybe not. <laughs> Was that true? I don't know. I don't know much about I don't cockroach. I, I, I tried never, as reproduction. little as possible. I've never, <laughs> seen, I've never seen cockroach porn, so I couldn't tell you. I don't know how, what they're made. Well, that can be are. arranged after the show. <laughs> <laughs> I can rely on you for so many things, Nikki. What would we do without you? Uh, I have to mention from Reuters, more than 4,300 people have been detained at anti-war protests in Russia. Police detained more than 4,300 people on Sunday at Russia-wide protests against Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine, according to an independent protest monitoring group. Thousands of protesters chanted, no to war and shame on you according to videos posted on social media. Look at that. Citizens on the ground disagreeing with their government. That's right. So, and I mentioned this because we talked a little bit on previous programs about how your television wants you to sort of, Russia bad! And, like, you shouldn't do that because it's wrong 
to, I mean, you're basically being prejudiced at that point. And it's, it's feeding into the war. You know, it's feeding into this like fear mongering propaganda. And like you said, it's, it's kind of being racist, which yeah. is all these people claim they're so against. Well, the Europeans were also mean to American tourists when Bush was in office. So, I mean, it goes both ways. But then you got to look at stuff like uh, Freedom Toast and Freedom Fries, right? This was, uh, oh, France bad. Yep. Right. You know, so the same thing's happening now. Recognize a, a pattern. Mustard in my fridge. Nice. Recognize the pattern. Recognize when you're wrong and don't repeat the behavior. Hmm. It's not that hard, people. Figure it out. I also want to talk just a brief second about this people's convoy that's supposedly uh, near D.C. (laughs) From from Zero Hedge, Capitol Beltway hit with delays as people's convoy truck protest rolls in. At first, I was glad. I'm like, oh, finally, they've rolled in. What's going to happen next? And then I read on, and what I read was really, really disheartening. Mm. Well, okay, what did you expect that Freedom Convoy to do in advance? I don't know, but I at least hoped it would be like as mm, captivating, if you will, as the Canadian one. Uh. But Canada had like a nationwide mandate, right, that needed to be repealed. The United States did not. The United States has plenty of stuff that needs to be repealed, including the organization of government itself. Understood, but that's that's not the symbolism of the trucker convoy. Uh, I don't, I don't, I didn't really have an expectation because, okay, first and foremost, I like roll feel in like and demand that Biden repeal the national mandate I for feel vaccines like, that didn't exist. I feel like um, protests, political protests, generally result in not much. If anything at all, getting Other beaten than, up by the police. Yeah, but you know, and like you know, you can network a little bit with other people that maybe are like, oh, we we gotta stop this crap from going on, you know, that kind it's of thing. Easier to play spot the Fed there. But here's the disheartening part. Quote: We want to show the American people how large we are. Braze said, "This guy named Braze was the said the three person. truckers that showed up." Yeah, and we want to show our congressional leaders that we're serious. And we are here to negotiate. Oh, God. We are here to talk. We are law abiding. We are peaceful. We don't, I, I like the peaceful part. We don't want to shut anything down, and we're not coming downtown. So then, like, what's, what's the, the point? point? Yeah, what's the All point? that and so, your job's about to be replaced by automated trucks. So you drove across the country from. Most of these people seem to have come from California, right? That's where it like originated or whatever. Drove all the way across the country to do what exactly? Concede. To be the compliant For and docile convoy. That could have happened over the phone. They put up Zoom like, now. What? Yeah. COVID brought us Zoom. They must have nobody told them. They put the That's con in convoy. <laughs> Apparently all they're doing is driving around what's known as the beltway. Which is just the freeway surrounding Greater DC. Enjoy this minor inconvenience for liberty. Is there even enough for a minor inconvenience, or is this traffic as usual? I mean, it's just being in DC is a major inconvenience. (laughs) Just DC's existence is a major inconvenience. So they don't really have to do much, I suppose. That's true. That is true. Um. So yeah, uh, docile and compliant, Uh, and then Richie Rich. 
Russian cats slapped with sanctions? Yeah. I thought that was funny and also brought to light the, the ludicrousness of the um, sanctions that are being placed on Russia. Felines, felines owned by Russians have been banned from international competitions as punishment for Moscow's attack on the Ukraine. <laughs> Do it's people not-, not realize that Russian citizens are not their government. Like, why are we punishing the people of Russia when they did nothing wrong? How does that make these people, you know, how does that make everybody out there that wants to boycott everything from Russia better than Putin? It's not even a doping scandal like you would expect around the Olympics time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, The problem is, for those of you listening in listener land, uh, the problem is, is that most folks equate um, geopolitics to sports. Right? They treat... Our team? Us team versus their team. We're playing in some sort of world competition, and we have to have the best team. We're the best team. We have our colors, and we're the best team. And so if you have, and you're on this team and you're in their colors, then you're bad because we're better than you for if, reasons. If you don't like the red, white, and blue of the <laughs> Russian flag. Right, yeah. <laughs> or Puerto Rico. Right. Is it, what is it? Captain America is really Captain Puerto Rico because he's only got the one star. Right? Yeah. 603-283-6160. Your calls and more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Tis the final segment of tonight's edition of Free Talk Live. And you know, that word, tis, I don't think it gets used enough. It doesn't. Only like Christmas time. Tis right? true. I think tis time for us to use tis more often. It's because you got to start it with the apostrophe. And who wants to start with an apostrophe? Yeah, how do you capitalize that if you start like a paragraph or a sentence oh, with tis? I mean. How does tis the season start? It's With an capitalized. apostrophe capital T. <laughs> Apostrophe capital T? Really? Yeah. The apo- I thought the apostrophe, I thought punctuation could not start uh, a sentence. Well, then you can't use the word tis. Well, you have to it, be able to. No, because it's I mean, the English language is finicky anyway. So, okay. You, know, you can there, do whatever there, there. you want. There, there, and there. There, there. Just a there. Happy, happy little apostrophe at the beginning of the happy sentence. It's fine. Happy little Just tree. enjoy it. Let's go to Sarah in New Mexico calling. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the comedy value of you guys. It's really been fun listening to your show. And, the, you know, the. Well, thanks the, for your communist values as well. We appreciate that. Yeah, it makes the show very interesting. Well, you know, there is uh, three postal men, you know, those uh, postal trucks who got robbed at gunpoint here, like three times in one month okay now wait was was the guy doing the robbing a former postal worker did he go postal on the post office well you know what we don't know who they have not even i have heard nothing about it they haven't caught these guys so they they haven't even caught them at all so you know i mean i'm just saying is they they have pictures on but it's it's pathetic how new mexico is i mean do they do this over there I, I don't mean, know. Did, I think, no. did did FedEx, like, I thought the post office was like FedEx's turf. I don't understand. Somebody's trying to muscle in on their action. Amazon. Uh, yeah, it's probably know, Amazon. Just, uh, well, this They're is the just a regular post office. So they, they want to rob them. I think it's drug addicts that want to rob the, the packages. 
and yeah. credit card oh, information. It's yeah, probably the, tax the, return the, the checks thing. at this point. Oh, it's well, recent? this was middle of February. I think it was the credit card that went out or something. Um, the the laws here in New Mexico are just stupid. I mean, because the well, these people, I mean, the laws everywhere are, are stupid, Sarah. So unless they're so, codified but, by natural discoveries of ordinary people, we've covered this. So I mean, I'm venting, you know, to let people know, you know, I want the postal office uh, to get cameras on their cam uh, cars. That's I not even going to happen. The truck's the- like 40 years old. Uh, you know, do something and have carry weapons or something. I, mean, I think that's a you, great idea. Yeah, I think you, the turkey population will never survive this. Have you tried writing a letter to the post office? Well, um, <coughs> they they have that in San Antonio. PO box. They yes. have um, that's their headquarters. I've called them for, um, you know, rummaging through my mailbox. I mean, they've they just been. Um, They've stolen my mail, mails and opened up Wait, my Wait, is box. that a euphemism? They've been rummaging through your mailbox? Well, I thought I left the thing open, but it's a very minor you mean crime here in New Mexico. Mail. Yeah, so the, the person, I've talked to people in the San Antonio, that's where they handle it. And then the, one of the voice prompts is, Okay, press number three if you're a postal carrier that got robbed. Press I mean, three? <laughs> really? That's fantastic. Yeah, that, that is fantastic. I wish I, I could have voiced like, that for them. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean, how, how often does it happen? They have a, a, a button that you press. And if you're a consumer. Press four for uh, Five for turkey. Yeah, like, press four. You know, so then they got these. But um, it's not considered anything, like, really important in you know, that's why I'm bringing up that. It's mostly junk that, mail anyway. Well, it is, but, you know, it's they steal your identity, mail, they steal your checks. So, so I'm just bringing it up that we got to help me out with toughening the rules in New Mexico. I mean, no. the laws are so lax. <laughs> We're trying to lighten up the yeah. rules all Thanks over the Thanks for place. the call, Sarah. We appreciate it. Uh, if you're a postal worker that uh, is disgruntled and armed, press 4. <laughs> help will be with you shortly. <laughs> to sign for somebody else's package, press five. That's all I got. Okay. That's all I got. I, I, I used to do phone voicing, so you may have heard my voice before, those of you listening. Uh, I've, I've done thousands of voicings for m- many, many different phone systems for many different businesses uh, in, a, in the past, and I'm sure I will do more in the future. I just scream representative until I get a human. Representative. Um, Sometimes they hang up. I've done that before, and they just hung up on me. And I was like, "Well, that's mean, robot." I I got drunk. I got drunk, and I was calling. I was waiting on hold for some call center, and uh, I I was in what I call the phone hell. Right, I was getting looped around back to a menu, and like what I wanted wasn't an option. And yeah, and uh, I said, "Speak to an agent." And my buddy was in the room. He goes, did you say speak to an Asian? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. You know, and whatever I said didn't work. They're like, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I'm like, speak to an Asian. They're like, please stand by while we transfer you to an agent. Nice. And I was like, well, They're I like, guess it worked. I'm sorry. Dude. We only have we, Indian people available. <laughs> and we were, so we, 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 you know, we were like, yeah, it worked, man. <laughs> we were all celebratory about it. So yeah, apparently that works. Getting a human on the phone is like one of the greatest joys. Yeah. That it's situation. tough nowadays. Yeah. 
No, I get it. I prefer the least amount of human contact possible with these call centers and really? these. Yeah. I love yeah. talking to people on the phone. No, I The I robot's don't. never going to solve your problem. No, they can't understand not, but, what I'm trying to say at all. But I would rather have it all in writing than have it all in a conversation so that when they don't do what it is they said they were going to do, I could go back and say, look, here, it's in writing. Right? And you're so I will about a, open like a, a ticket. I will, you know, do. I I will spend the time okay. to get it in writing. Weeks of back and forth emails. I, you know, it happens, man. You know, but I get to do it on my terms. I can respond to their email on my time. Okay, right when I'm ready to respond. Not, I don't have to like you know, blah blah blah, 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 blah and you get into these. And like most of the time, they don't even understand your situation when they when they tell you that they understand. Yeah, they're just coached to say that I know I've coached these people in how to do this. One of the jobs that I had... Repeat it back to me so I know you got it. One of the jobs that I had was literally to put together uh, processes for a, uh, we'll call it a customer service slash tech support call center, uh, incubate all the processes and procedures, and then farm it out to an outsourcer. So that was the entire job. So I went into the job knowing that I would lose the job at the end of the job. If I did a good job and I did my job right, I would work myself out of a job. Too bad it wasn't a government job, and then you can just ask for more funds when you failed at it the first time. Yeah, well, and then I'm just coming up with more excuses on why we failed right. to do the thing that we right. wanted to do. Oh, and we just need more like, money. Like, uh, yeah, well, if we only had more money, and you know, oh, we should keep the program around a lot longer. Let's just make it permanent. Why don't of we make a, thing. another program? You know, we need a program within the program. Well, that's what we need. We need we a need. meta program and a committee. A committee about the program. To Within make decisions the about the program. About the program. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, my God. I could go on. But we don't, we don't have very much time. Like another three minutes or something. Any, any final thoughts, you guys? None? Come on. I'm just happy the turkeys are out of the road. <laughs> For a, now. Uh, I, I am a big fan of uh, Dr. Demento. Uh, for those of you who may have grown up with Dr. Demento and listened to his radio show, uh, the radio show has been off the air as far as broadcast radio for some time, but he still does a show. Uh, you can find him over at drdemento.com. I'm, this is an unpaid mention. I just happened to have grown up with Dr. Demento myself. That's how I discovered Weird Al. That's how I got into doing parody music, which you can find over at lordkickass.com uh, if you haven't visited there already. Um, and he is still doing a show, but you have to pay for it, and it's online only. Okay. But it's still there. He still does the funny five, the top five. He'll still do uh, subjects. He's you know there's some social media groups uh, about him that uh, Doctor Demento himself actually reads and will sometimes occasionally respond to people. So he is active on social media. If you need filler, what's the chat room have to say? Not much. Oh. Lame. <laughs> I've been kind of. I thought looking, that was yeah. like the go-to. Yeah. Uh, con- have your chats read on air. Somebody says uh, convoy is a scam. Um, Russia standard is the best vodka. I never really heard of insects being sexual. Media is complicit regardless. Yeah, I wonder how much stuff the U.S. is covering up by focusing on all this Ukraine stuff. Yeah, a lot probably. Actually, you know what I think they're covering up is... Pfizer just released or something got leaked all of the side effects. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big, long list. It's like... 
giant. Oh, how convenient. Now, now nobody's talking about COVID anymore. COVID has just disappeared. It's how gigantic. convenient. And a bunch of what they sent out was like placebo for the experiment. Huh. huh. Hey, uh, we're out of time. Thank you for listening and tuning in. If you missed any of our program, find it over at freetalklive.com. It was just getting good. Thanks. Peace.